I had to restructure my brain this morning. I preached so many funerals. I, I think I have to start with, thank you for being here. We're here to celebrate, you know. Uh, and actually, we kind of are here to celebrate and bury 2022, <laughs> uh, uh, all the things that happened there. Michael mentioned in his opening in prayer, New Year's resolutions. I'm not a big resolution guy. Uh, I think that, that we have to do that every day in our Christian walk. At least I do. I don't know about y'all. Y'all may be uh, stronger than I am, but uh, every day, every week, I have to, to, to renew and, and, and re-resolve to do what God needs me to do. Um, uh, you know, resolutions, I think, sometimes are the things in our mind. You could call them dreams, I suppose, if you wanted to. Um, that we have for our life, for our family, for our spiritual life, whatever. Um, but so many times, I'm afraid to say that our dreams stay there, and even though we want them, we never take action to make them happen. We make promises to ourselves and to the world and to our families and not to God because we don't want to lie to Him. Because we know those resolutions, most of them are going to last till breakfast in the morning. Uh, so I have two verses of Scripture for you leading into this, just so that you'll know that, um, that you're not on solid ground there. Uh, James wrote in chapter 4 and verse 17, Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. I like the wording of that because that doesn't mean that everything I think I should do and don't do, if you don't do it, it's sin for you. The things that I know to do and I don't do are sin for me, but not necessarily sin for you. Now, of course, the big ones are, but I'm not talking about those. Paul wrote in the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 18, and this is me, I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. That's New Year's resolutions right there, guys. I know what I need to do. I know what I want to do. I know what my dreams and aspirations are, but in my fleshly body, I don't have the ability to carry it out. <clears throat> Those that attend my Wednesday night Bible study I promised you three or four months ago that this verse of Scripture would, would come back to haunt you. In Genesis chapter 35 and verses 1 through 4, to bring you up to date on this verse of Scripture, this is the story of Jacob. Uh, and, and, and I think Jacob is the epitome of us today. Jacob was, a, he was bad from the day he was born. The Bible called him a deceiver, a subplanner. Uh, he went on to steal his, his brother's birthright. He went on to deceive his father by pretending to be his brother. Um, he had to run from his father-in-law in fear after working for him all those years. Uh, he was, uh, had some uh, payback with his father-in-law. Uh, he made him work 14 years to get two wives, one that he wanted, one that he didn't. Uh, you know, uh, count your blessings, husbands, I'm just saying, uh, you know, uh, but uh, uh, Jacob was all these things. Because of his deception and his sin, he was scared to death of Esau. 
He knew that when Esau saw him, because of the promise Esau made him, when dad is dead, I'm killing you. You go back and read it. When dad's life ends, your life ends. In the chapter just preceding this, his daughter was raped by a bunch of heathen Gentiles, one man in particular. He was so scared of what the world thought and of his life that he was not even willing to avenge the rape of his daughter. His sons, however, were not that way. That's the story where he tricked them into being circumcised and when none of them could walk, then they went in and killed all of them. Uh, and you know what Jacob said to that? He said, oh, boys, do y'all know the trouble that you've brought to my front door? Yet through all of this, God still wanted to use him. I think if you could pick one man, and we could pick many, but if we could pick one man, this man needed a New Year's resolution. This man needed some changes in his life. This man needed the strength of God uh, to, to come and to move uh, in his life. And I'll read this verse, these four verses to you. And God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there. Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves. Change your garments. Then let us rise and go up to Bethel. I love this passage here. So that I may make there an altar to the God who answers me in the day of my distress. What good is a God that doesn't hear you when you need him? I'm just saying, uh, in the day of my distress, he heard me and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had and the rings that were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree uh, there. Uh, I'm going to come back to that last phrase, Jacob hid them at the end uh, of, of the message today. Just walking back through this verse, this is a, a pattern for you to make a New Year's resolution. And when I say New Year's resolution, I don't mean just for 2023. Our problem is we want to put God in a box. These resolutions should be life-changing and life-altering. They shouldn't last for 12 months or 10 months or 9 months. These changes that we need in our life should be life-altering and life-changing events. You say, Brother Danny, I've resolved to read my Bible. Well, whoop-de-doo. Where have you been? Well, I'm going I'm to up my prayer life. Well, hallelujah. You've been saved for 47 years and you finally decide it's time to pray. Come on, guys. We're doing lip service. The changes that we need in our life, in our church, and most certainly and assuredly in our country is not to put up new stop signs and new blinking lights at the crossroads. The changes we need are foundational. Here's the foundation of these, of Jacob's resolutions. Put away false gods. Just a side note to these, 
Most of the gods they had that were false gods were gods that were given to them or put upon them or that they accepted because of the strangers that were in their midst. Be careful who you take advice from. I hate the news. I watched some knucklehead yesterday on Good Morning America. Uh, my wife has changed my sleeping habits. Uh, where I used to go to bed at 12.30 and 1 o'clock in the morning, now I go to bed at 10 or 10.30. I thought, well, that would be great. That will give me more rest. Wrong. This body doesn't need but about six and a half, seven hours. So guess where I am at 5.30 in the morning? I'm sitting in the living room drinking coffee. And then my wife gets up in a little bit and she comes and turns the news on. And these people come in. Uh, I saw one this morning uh, early on one of the shows and she was giving parenting advice. You know what her great parenting advice was for 2023? Have family meetings and ask your children what they don't like about you. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know where that's going. <laughs> Guys, to put away false gods or those things that we've acquired in our right lives, the crutches that we have, the traditions that we cling to from Aunt Sue and Uncle Joe that have no scriptural basis, but yet they become a part of our lives so that anybody that deviates or strays from them, we're like, oh, the church is coming to an end. Guys, our, our foundation is in God and God alone. True resolutions start with repentance, putting away the false gods. The second step in the resolution, this is where we fall short, myself especially, is to arise and go. You say, what is that? That's faith in action. You say, Brother Danny, I know what I need to do. I know what I want to do. I know what God wants me to do. But I just can't take that first step. The writer of Hebrews said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you want to please God in the new year, then step out on faith. It doesn't have to be something big and sell all your furniture in your house and move to, the, to Africa. It doesn't have to be to, 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 to sell everything you own and go to seminary and then say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Faith is just like learning, learning to walk as a child. It takes one step at a time. Remember all the bumps and bruises Show of hands, how many parents took a toddler to have stitches or to check a bump on their head when they started walking? And so what did you do? Put them in a sack with pillows all around them and never let them walk? No. You got them up and said, come to daddy. You mean old thing. They just fell and cracked their head on the fireplace. Got a goose egg out there three inches. But yet we as Christians... When we step out on faith and we fall and we get bumps and bruises, we say, oh, I can't walk anymore. Lord, just put me in a crib where I can't fall and hurt myself again. Faith in action. Then Jacob took those idols and those earrings and all the baubles of, of, of their false religion 
and he hid them in a place that only he knew. I researched this up, down, sideways, crossways. You know, I know there's some verses in the Bible I don't understand, but this portion of Scripture, everybody writes chapters on it, and almost every one of them ended with this phrase, but we really can't know. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. I do know the terabith tree was a mighty oak. And I do agree with one writer that said he buried those under a great oak because he knew there that oak would never be destroyed and the stump uh, dug up and those idols be back in the world again. I kind of agree with that. But he hid those. You know, we sometimes hide things from God, quote unquote, rather than burying them at the feet of Jesus where he said, I will remember them no more. They hid their sins. They hid their false gods. And then look what happened. It's amazing. God's plan always, this this pattern that I'm giving you today reoccurs hundreds of times in God's word. Repent, have faith, turn from your idols, and guess what's next? The blessings of God. The Bible said as Jacob started for the promised land with his people, the, the, the people that his sons had done such an atrocity to just days earlier, they wanted to kill them in a bad way, and they wanted to chase after them. And I love this. Moses wrote these words, God caused a great terror to fall on the enemies of Jacob so they did not pursue and kill him. Guys, let me tell you something. Satan has no power here. When we tear down the idols and we repent and we walk by faith, Satan has no power. You say, Brother Danny, I know Christians that die. Yeah. Our great heroes of the faith, Peter, Paul, all those guys, man, they stood for so long and preached so hard from prison and all that. But guess what? They all died. They were all killed, they were all murdered. Heads chopped off, hung. You say, that's not a very good success story. You have to remember where they went to. God changed his name. No longer will you be called Jacob, but now you'll be called Israel, the father of my people. My mom gave me a name when I was born that I've never liked. My first or second name, either one. You don't get to know my second name. But my first name, I've never liked. Uh, I've been called everything. Uh, I, I was stuck with the, with the name Danny Pot. I mean, they, it was like no child wets his pants when he's little. Uh, but I've never changed it. But guys, spiritually speaking, some of us need name changes today. We need the name of I'm too scared. We need the name of I can't. We need the name of I, I want. 
I would, I could, I shouldn't. We need those names gone. And we need to stand as children of God, putting on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand and to withstand the fiery darts of Satan. And then the third blessing that he got was the blessing that his grandpa, his father, him, all of them had gotten. Now go from here and I'm going to make of you a great nation. Then the last thing he did was build an altar to honor the God of his salvation, to remind the people of who they served. You say, oh, Brother Dan, that's so hard. Do you know where these people came from? Abraham, I mean, you talk about the grace of God. Abraham didn't even know who God was. And yet God went and found him in his idolatrous unknown, unlearned mind and spoke to him and Abraham by faith believed in the God, the creator of the world. As you make your resolutions for 2023, please don't forget to include God in those. It's okay to promise your wife that you're going to get all the honey-do lists done, to promise your husband you're going to cook supper more often, to promise the kid you're going to go to Disney World twice a year instead of one. I mean, all, all those things are good. But don't forget to include God in the decisions of your life. So this morning I ask you, what do you need to hide? What false gods, idols, idolatrous things in your life do you need to dig out and bury under the mighty oak that is the grace of God as you walk into 2023. Remember that God is always with you. Remember that God is always, since the annals of, and the eons of time, God is always enough. In all of our issues of life, our fears, our anxieties, our sin, our problems, marriage, children, grandchildren, all finances, remember that God's enough. When Michael asked me to preach, <coughs> he said, you can even sing if you want to. <coughs> I thought God had nixed that earlier in the week. I've had laryngitis most of the week. So it's not going to be the best song you ever heard. People ask me all the time, Brother Danny, how do you deal with life? I have this song that God gave me years and years ago. I didn't write it. Don't, don't get all excited. But I claimed it. In every day and in every case where the world is too heavy and too hard and I think that I cannot survive it. I sing this song. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well 
with my soul. Listen to what the second verse said. 2022 may not have been good for you. I got news for you. 2023 is going to be like the stock market. It's going to be like this. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, lest this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, all of it, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. And this is our prayer of hope. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well. With my soul, would you stand with me? It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Father God, help me today. Help us today to dig up the idols and the tokens of our sin, all the weights that so burden us and beset our hearts every day. As Brother Jonathan leads us in this great invitation song, would you help us to lay those at your feet and to repent and to step out by faith and to go back to the altar of who you are as we set out in 2023 to serve you. And God, help us to never forget, no matter the trial and the troubles of this life, you're enough, and it is well with our soul. Would you come today as Michael comes? Do what God needs you to do today to serve him better in 2023.